Well, hi, I'm Debbie Kitterman, and welcome to Dare to Hear the Podcast, where we equip you and challenge you to dare to hear the voice of God. I am so excited to have Candace with me, Dr. Candace <laughs> Smithian. Um, she is an apostolic and prophetic minister who is the founder and co-pastor, along with her husband, Adam, of Freedom Destiny Church and founder of Dream Mentors International, a biblical and transformational life coaching school. She hosts the Glory Road TV show on Faith Network's Destiny Image Podcast Network, Charisma Podcast Network, and various internet outlets. She has authored many books and writes for online publications like The Light Evangelist, Charisma, and Spirit Fuel. And today I have her on my show to talk about her newly released book, Releasing Heaven. We're going to talk about this. We're going to jump in here. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. But Dr. Candice, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Thank you, Debbie. I'm super excited to be here with you today. I know you and I had an interview last week, and it was really wonderful to have the opportunity to talk with you about all that God is doing in your life. And so today, this is really special for me to be able to share about Releasing Heaven. Oh, wonderful. And I had such a wonderful time on your show and talking with you and getting to know you. And I have been like devouring your book um, since before we actually recorded that episode on Glory Road TV, but even more so since then. And I'm so excited because you have, I mean, this book is so thick and dense of so many amazing stories, um, amazing concepts, keys really, if you will, of the way that you just dive deeper into releasing heaven, which I want to talk to you just a little, what does it mean to release heaven for those of um, our listeners and our viewers? What would you say releasing heaven really means? Releasing heaven really um, is, is a phrase that helps you understand the fact that when you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you become eternity in action, which means that at the moment of salvation, you've entered into the eternal realms, okay? You should begin to start seeing yourself as a heavenly person first in an earth suit, okay? So it's like you've already accessed eternity and the heavenly realms, and you're an alien here on this planet, and you happen to have a soul, a mind, a will, and emotions, and a body, which is your earth suit, while you're living here on this planet. And so releasing heaven is really about the fact that you're the conduit between heaven and earth, and you're called to be the one that God has chosen to be a releaser of heaven in all the inheritance and the just the amazing greatness and beauty and peace and joy and love that we have in that space. Mm, that's so good. And our messages really go so well together too. So anybody that's been listening to my podcast or following my teachings for any amount of time, they've heard exactly what you just said about us being conduits and just stepping out into those things. So that's what I loved about your message in your book too. Now, I don't know what your favorite chapters are in the book. I mean, as an author, aren't they all of our favorites, right? Yes. But And maybe you have some and we can talk about that, but there were several that stood out to me, but especially chapter five in your book. And in chapter five, it is really these heavenly pillars. And you had so many great one-liners. I'm just going to read a few, and then I'm going to ask you a question if that's all right. Sure. All right. So you said meditations lead to manifestations. And then you talked about that there's a big difference between confession and declaration. You said that we're most creative when we're resting. 
Mm -hmm. said, your destiny isn't earthbound, it's heaven driven. So I'm hoping in the amount of time that we have on this episode, we can kind of dive into those things. But let's go back up to the first thing. And I said, meditations lead to manifestations. Can you explain that to our viewers and listeners just a little bit? What do you mean by that? You know, um, Joshua, uh, he, he wrote in, in the book of Joshua, it says completely that he meditated on the law day and night. And that was something that the Lord told him to do. And if he did that, then he was going to be prosperous. And so as we meditate on the word of God, and meditation really just means murmuring ruminating in your mind over and over again, the word of God in such a way that you become completely transformed by the word, then you will begin to manifest the word in the earthly realm. And so we, we must learn how to study the word and memorize the word, make it a part of who we are. That's what's going to transform our mind, our will, and our emotions, and then create within us that atmosphere of heaven that we can extend beyond us into the, into the world that we're in. That is so good. That is so good. And it's such a powerful, like it's a key and it's a revelation to some. And I think we get it, but when we really begin to put it into practice is when we really get it. And I loved how you talked about that. Okay. So you really dive into chapter five in this heavenly pillar chapter. You talk about the story of Jacob. And one of the things that you talked about was this concept of there's a difference between confession and declaration. And I love the way that you laid it out so clearly, so precisely. And I thought, oh my goodness, sometimes I found myself in confession when I really thought I was declaring. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. You know, confession is where we come to that place of just kind of being authentic about who we are and what we're experiencing in a moment. Okay. And so that would be making a confession of some sort, you know, I'm Lord, I, I confess that I'm upset about this, right? Lord, I confess that I might've done this, you know? And so we make these confessions about what is currently happening. But a declaration is to, to say what God says about your situation and then begin to bring it forward. So when you're confessing, you're not necessarily confessing what God wants to do about it. You're just confessing what you're experiencing and how you're processing. But a declaration is the fact that it has become your own based on the word of God. You've entered that intense place of faith. And now you are going to declare that this will indeed happen. And so really, we all start out in a place of confession, but we, we should be ending up in a place of declaration. Right. You know, confession is bringing to the throne of God, whatever our need or concern, or even, even if we're confessing that something is right in the word of God, Lord, I confess that this is right, but we haven't hit that intense place of faith until we begin to start declaring and bringing that forward. Then we're going to start to see the miracles happen. The declaration place is where our faith and God's faith intersect. And then boom, that's when we see the supernatural. Ooh, I like that. That's that place where our faith and God's faith intersect. And that's where we begin to see the supernatural. And I think how many times do some of us stop short of that intersection place of God's faith and our faith coming together? All the time. All the time. And I think it's because people have become satisfied with confession. 
We shouldn't stay in that place of satisfaction, okay? Because we really haven't made that inner set point with God yet. You know, there's a lot that we as humans need to be bringing forth to the throne of God just so that we can stay pure in our soul, not in your spirit. Your spirit man is pure, whole, righteous. All of that is there, but it's the soul that is constantly in the process of transformation. And so confession means we're bringing our soul issues kind of to the table. So when we do that, we've got to get to that place of, of declaration because it's there that our faith is starting to activate as a substance. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not the evidence of things seen, not seen. And that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse one. And so if faith is a substance, we've got to get to that place where we believe so much what we're saying that it becomes a substance or a reality. And then we begin to press in to seeing it come to pass in the earth realm. That's so good. That's so good. It's like um, what you talked about in chapter one about a mind shift. Yes. We have to have a mind shift. Yeah. We have to get out of that confession. I mean, we have to be there. We have to do that, but we have to make that mind shift over into the declaration, over into letting our faith rise and God's coming to meet us there so that we can begin to walk in the supernatural. And you lay it out so beautifully it, throughout the entire, I mean, chapters of your book and everything and, and the heavenly encounters, which we're going to talk about later. But you talk about this heavenly pillar and the story of Jacob. And you talk about that we're our most creative when we're resting. Yes. And I'll be, I'll be real. I don't like resting. I get the concept, but it's so hard because I'm such a doer when all God's really called us to do is to be. And so can you talk about this concept of resting and how we're our most creative? Yes. You know, um, it's really important to know that the greatest things that are deposited from heaven to earth through us come in that place of resting with the Lord. They don't come in the place of doing, okay? Because the doing is empowered after we've been in the state of being, but you can't be in the state of being until you position yourself to rest. So what needs to happen is we need to make rest first, work second. Because in the resting phase, that's where we're going to get the downloads from God that are going to empower us with his strength and his faith, all of these things that we need to have. And then you'll be able to flow into the doing without having it be uh, so arduous or so difficult. It will be a joy because you're in an overflow standpoint. And overflow comes when we're resting. I like to tell people that your work is prayer. It's not what you do. Okay. And so prayer is also a form of resting. Okay. It's a form of listening to the Lord and speaking to him heart by heart, heart to heart, so that your heart goes together like this. See, we're always like this. Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding, ding. When it comes together, our hearts come together. Then we begin to move. And then we're empowered with the supernatural strength of Samson to do the work. And, and we're positioning ourselves to start to see that supernatural really happen. And so I love to encourage people, listen, I know you might be a big doer and God might have given you, you know, an incredible amount of strength to do, do, do. But if you'll switch it first to that rest phase, you're going to start to see how much more you can get done in the supernatural simply by putting, putting that step first. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think one of the quotes you're saying there is that rest opens us up to heaven. Yeah. Which right. 
seems so different from what the natural tells us and what our society tells us. But I found in my own life and um, that when I take that step back, when I begin to rest, when I begin to meditate, when I begin to just kind of lean into the father, it's out of those places that the most creative ideas come that I have actually been like, God, why are you not responding to me? Why are you not answering me? That it's because I'm not taking time to rest in him and allow that creativity to flow. And so I loved, yeah. I loved your, I love that chapter five. I loved when you talk about that. Now you say this, you say that your destiny isn't earthbound, it's heaven driven. Yes. Yeah. So yes. talk to us a little bit about that. Well, listen, you know, you have a destiny, a plan, a purpose. You've been called, anointed, appointed from before birth. You've been given a certain personality, spiritual gifts, all of these kinds of things. And so eternity is on the inside of you, okay? And so that's driving you to do the will of heaven first. And so we need to really be changing our thinking again. You know, the dialogue that Jesus and Nicodemus had about what was spiritual, you know, and that you had to be spirit first before anything else. And Jesus was trying to get Nicodemus to understand that because he said, well, how can I be born again? Do I have to go through, you know, my mother's womb again? That doesn't make sense. But see, when we become born again by the spirit, then we enter the place of being driven by heaven. And, you know, Jesus was driven by heaven. All of his choices and decisions that surrounded him had to do with life everlasting, not the current life, but yet he was already in life everlasting while he walked the earth because he was already eternal in his body. And so we need to recognize the fact that we're eternal, Debbie. Like right now you're eternal, like you're never going to die. Okay. And so from the moment you receive Jesus, you are that way. So if we're eternal from that moment, then shouldn't we be living eternity in the here and now be eternity driven okay. now, heaven driven now, instead of having it be that, you know, oh, well, I wait until, you know, my body dies and my spirit and soul go to heaven. No, start now. And then you're going to see the supernatural happen in your life. Oh, and I love that. I love that. Start now. Like one of the concepts that I always say is like, we have this inheritance that's been given to us. We don't need it when we get to heaven. We actually need to walk in it now. And who else gives an inheritance to their kids to do it now? Jesus. Jesus does. I mean, I absolutely love that. Okay. You talk about in this concept, you talk about um, from rest to rise and you talk about this concept of rise and you, you say that, um, that it's really this place of change for us when we get this concept of to rise. So can you share a little bit about that concept with us? Well, you know, when you're in a, a place of rest with the Lord, you're automatically rising in your soul Okay, your spirit and your soul are rising up to step into the very thing that he has for you. Okay, so it's, and it's like a faith rise, but you actually literally feel the rising up of knowing that you can go and move into what God has for you. And I, I share about, you know, Jacob and laying his head on the, on the stone and, you know, receiving the revelation from the Lord, but then he rose up and he moved into his purpose, his plan, his destiny. And so we have to know that, that it's God in us who works and wills according to his purpose and brings about the destiny he has for us in the earth realm when we attempt to rest and rise with his spirit and the command of his word 
to go and do what it is that he's calling us to do. And that's how he lives out what he wants in the earth realm is through us. Yeah. And that is so good. That is so good. And like, I love, and I'm not going to give it away because I want people to get your book. I want them to get releasing heaven, but you throughout the entire book, you dive deeper into these concepts like you're teaching on Jacob where he had this encounter with the Lord and he laid his head on the stone and and just how all of these different things play out and then you really dive into the original Greek meaning for a lot of the stuff and you, you not just have you researched it but you live it which I want to carry over into another episode because this is such a great I want you to talk about um, your encounters and what it really means to release and release heaven but can you share with us just um, what is one of your favorite chapters from the book like you know my favorite chapters actually exist in the back of the book okay uh -huh. I think it's chapter 14 and 15 where I'm talking about faith because faith is incredibly important. Everything in releasing heaven is not become real for you until you understand how to operate in the realm of faith. And operating in the realm of faith does not mean that you're hoping for something. Hope is good, okay? And you know, we should have faith, hope, and love in every respect. You know, hope is going to heal a heart that is sick or that is deferred, but it is faith that brings about the miracles. And so if we want to start releasing heaven, then we need to start practicing our faith levels. Um, you know, Debbie, we talked, you know, earlier on in the interview about confession and declaration. Yes. When we're confessing, we're actually confessing uh, from a standpoint, it's a lower standpoint, okay? Declarations are a higher standpoint, okay? So we start out confession, end up with declaration. We start out with hope, we end up with faith, and we move into what God has for us. And so faith means we grab a hold of God's faith for a situation. Now, that's something totally different. And I go into a lot of scriptures about that. Like Luke chapter five, we have the case of Jesus and he tells the guys to put the net back over. You know, they've been out all night. Oh, Father, we've been out all night, Master. You know, we've been trying to get all these fish. And he comes on the scene and he says, well, throw it over on this side, you know? And they're like, if you say so, I'll do it again. Like how many times did we do that? You know, oh wait, I've done this a hundred times. Like why is now going to be it? But the difference is Jesus showed up that time mm -hmm. and he said, throw the net over. That was the difference. So he wanted to do a miracle or he wouldn't have commanded them to throw it over. See, he wanted to show them what he could do and what he wanted to do. All they had to do was have faith enough to listen to the command and do what was told to them. And so um, my favorite chapters are about faith and I go through all different kinds. I talk about the woman with the issue of blood, you know, I talk about the, you know, the, the blind men, you know, the lame men. I mean, all of that, but Jesus always met them in the place that he said, I am able and willing to do this. They always said, are you willing? Like, do you really want to? Well, that's kind of like where we're at with confession like do you really want to do this for me okay that's lower level down here right okay when we when we're coming to the table saying do you really want to do this for me then we're not in that place of of course he wants to do it like he's the king of the universe i'm his kid uh, you know he's given me his whole inheritance he walked the earth to save heal deliver he wants to do this for me this is part of his heart when we come from that place boom we are now out of hope 
out of, I'm hoping that the fish are going to come into the net to boom, these fish are coming into this net and it is happening now. I declare it and decree it in the name of Jesus. And so my favorite chapters, no matter, even though they're so practical, because yeah. so many of my other chapters are talking about all these, you know, supernatural encounters and things of that sort. You have a supernatural encounter when your faith gets to the place that it needs to be, boom, the miracle is there. That is so good. That, and honestly, those are, when I wrote down, like, what are my favorite chapters? I had chapter one, which it's your eternity in action. I had number five, which is the heavenly pillars. Then I had number 13, 14, and 15, right? <laughs> the faith of God for miracles. Jesus is willing. I mean, you say in Jesus is willing chapter, you're like, well, of course he's willing. He's standing right in front of you. He wouldn't be there if he wasn't willing. <laughs> and I was like, so good. So good. Because, you know, sometimes people will come and say, well, if it's his will, I'm pretty sure he died for that. Pretty sure mm -hmm. it's his will. And, but I love the way you beautifully lay it out in chapters 14 um, and 15 and 13 too. You, you just lay it out in the back of the book. It's like everything throughout the book, you're building upon concept upon concept, precept upon precept to get us to this point when we get to this place of faith that you've already given us all of the keys and all of the pieces to be able to implement this in our own lives and our lives when we begin to pray for other people so that we can come into and encounter what God is really doing and releasing heaven. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful the way you do it. Um, Dr. Candice, can you uh, tell my listeners and viewers how they can connect with you and how they can get a copy of their own book, Releasing Heaven? Yes, they can uh, just connect with me on my, on my Facebook page at Candice Smitheman. Also, my website, CandiceSmitheman.com. Or my YouTube channel, you can subscribe there, and my Glory Road television shows are there, and a whole lot of teaching uh, with all of these great voices like yourself, Debbie, so many who um, are prophetic voices, that's primarily who um, I have the opportunity to interview. And um, then also uh, Instagram at Candace Smithman. The Charisma Podcast Network hosts my Manifest His Presence uh, podcast, which is total teaching on how to live the victorious life, how to live the resurrected life, how to release heaven. So it's only teach teaching content. I don't have any interviews on there, at least up to this point. No, um, the Lord had me do that podcast strictly to help people be able to walk through that process of manifesting his presence in their life. And then the On the Glory Road podcast, the Destiny Image Podcast Network is all of my interviews uh, pretty much every once in a while I have original content on there, but it's primarily interview uh, based. So there's a lot of ways for people to reach out and I, and I'd love to, um, to have them do that. Subscribe to my email list too, because I send prophetic words uh, through uh, the email as well. And you might enjoy receiving those in your email box. Okay. That's wonderful. And they can get your book uh, anywhere books are sold on your yes, website. Yes. Barnes and Noble, Amazon, on my website. Yes. Anywhere books are sold. Okay, wonderful. Could you, um, as we end this episode, because I'm going to actually bring you back to talk about the heavenly encounters and have you share with us what this looks like practically and how we can walk it out. But um, to close this episode out, could you just kind of pray um, and release something over our viewers and our listeners today? Yes, I'd love to. Father, we just thank you so much, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you want us to see 
see into the spirit realms. You want us to hear, hear what is happening in the heavenlies, Lord Jesus. Father, you want us to smell, taste, and touch eternity every moment of our lives, Father. And Lord, I just pray right now that those that are listening, those that are viewing, Father, that they will come into that place of being able to see hear, smell, taste the supernatural. They would come into that place of realizing that they are eternity and action properly positioned by you in the here and now to bring forth the kingdom of God. I want to thank you so much, Lord, right now, Father, that you're answering this prayer, that you're dispatching angels to those, Father, that um, are, are listening to this program. You want them to come and encounter you and encounter the heavenly hosts, Lord Jesus, so that they're able to step into that place of the supernatural. I ask you to uh, increase their faith in every respect. Move them from confession to declaration, from hope to faith, Father. I praise you and I thank you that people right now are receiving an impartation in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, and that they're beginning to hunger and thirst after those next levels of knowing you and living in eternity in the here and now. Release the vats of heaven, Lord Jesus, that they might have all the gold, silver, uh, wine, um, oils, Lord Jesus, uh, grain, revelation, Father, everything that is needed, Father, for them to be able to do the kingdom work that you called them to. We praise you and we thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Dr. Candice, thank you so much. That was such a powerful prayer. And I just pray that everybody that was listening or watching this received that to the fullest that was in there. And thank you for being with me today. Amen. It was such a pleasure. I'm super excited about what God is doing in your life and just the amazing things that are happening with prophetic encouragement. This book is prophetic encouragement. Your book is prophetic encouragement and they line up very well together. So thank, thank you. you for having me as a guest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, our listeners need to stay tuned to next week's episode. So um, I want to thank you guys for listening to Dare to Hear the podcast where we encourage you to dare to hear the voice of God. If you've been encouraged in any way, we would love for you to share this episode so that we can get the word out there about Dr. Candace and her book, Releasing Heaven, but also so that we as the body of Christ can get this concept of what it really means to release heaven here on earth and step out and be all that God has created us to be and let our level of faith rise to meet the level of gods so that we can do mighty things for the kingdom of God. So we thank you for that. I look forward to having you join us next week on next week's episode. Until then, God bless and bye. Oh